Welcome to Between Heaven and Earth, an internet radio talk show where we help you connect spirit and divine guidance. Lisa Kay, your host, brings you shows that can enhance and transform your life with tips and new ideas for more happiness, abundance, and better relationships. Lisa is an expert on intuition and can show you how to strengthen your inner guidance to empower yourself. Each show is positive and uplifting to inspire your day. Her guest speakers are specialists on self-help, positive thinking, spirituality, and conscious living. Be the best that you can be with Between Heaven and Earth, conscious living for your soul. And angel blessings to everyone. Hi, I'm Lisa Kay, your host for Between Heaven and Earth Radio. And this podcast broadcasts pretty much every week. And we bring you, as you heard in the introduction, some great new ideas for, you know, more happiness, abundance, better relationships, or just um, improving your life whether it's mind, body, or spirit. And we have um, all kinds of wonderful guests. And today we have a guest I'm very excited about. And she has been on the show before. And um, it was a very popular show, I must say. And I'm really excited to have her back. Uh, And she hails to us from Hawaii. And today our show is called Breathing Love, Meditation in Action. And that's actually the title of our guest book, um, Jenny Lee, and it's all about living love as an embodied meditation practice. Now, I meditate, um, I've been meditating for a long time, and I have to admit, I'm, all, I'm not always sticking to it, though I do use it as part of my everyday, um, I try to use it whenever I need to, and if I can, everyday practice. Um, it's really something I think that can do so much for you from not just your mind and helping improve your intuition, but also your, your body. And most definitely, one of the main reasons I do it is to help um, connect with my inner guidance, my inner divinity, and, and, and be part of my, say, spiritual practice. And um, as I mentioned, Jenny's been on our show before, and we've had such amazing discussions, and I know we'll have another one today. Let me tell you a little bit about Jenny. So Jenny Lee is a certified yoga therapist who coaches people in the healing tradition of classical yoga and meditation. Using the practices that she writes about in her book, Breathing Love, Jenny helps people overcome grief, depression, anxiety, and stress, as well as create lives filled with greater joy. Gee, doesn't that sound like that fits with our show? Absolutely. She is the author of the award-winning book, True Yoga, and Jenny's, been write, uh, Jenny's writing has also been featured on dozens of wellness blogs and magazines. Welcome, Jenny. I'm so glad to have you on the show today. Oh, let's see. Sorry about that. You were on mute. <laughs> Welcome, Jenny. I was on mute. Hi. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. So happy to be back. I'm so happy to have you. We get the technology working. <laughs> um, yeah. Simple things. <laughs> so, so glad you're here. I know you're in Hawaii, so I guess it's uh, you're um, what, five or six hours earlier than us, so it's morning time for you, I assume? Yes, that's right. It's a beautiful, sunny morning here. I'm feeling blessed to be in a green and sunny location right at this moment of the year. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. We're here in the, the northern part of America, so it's, um, it's wintertime and we've got snow, uh, though um, it's supposed to rain this weekend. That kind of 
kind of makes me um, a, a little upset because I do like the snow. I don't mind the cold if you, you know, you dress up. But, you know, certainly being in a nice, warm, sunny place is, is always a joy. So it's great to have you here and talking about your new book, Breathing Love, Meditation in Action. Um, and going through this, it, it's a, a wonderful topic, I think, uh, in terms of talking about Love. Everybody talks about love and how it's so important. In fact, I was speaking to um, a host of another uh, nationally syndicated show the other day, and he was all about love. And we love to throw that, we love love, we love to throw that word around. (laughs) And, um, you know, I wanted to start with asking you, what is your definition of love? That's a great place to start. And, of course, it is a popular topic because it's a universal need that we all have to feel connected to love and whether that is the love within our own hearts or the love of the other people in our lives it's it's really something that any human life requires and um, so my definition of love is that it is the unifying and harmonizing energy of the universe Um, it is what pulls us together into wholeness within our own being and it's what pulls us together into unity with all those around us that we interact with on a daily basis so it's really Mm. an energy that we need to connect to so it's a uh, a natural quote energy within us and that that we're, we're seeking would you say that yeah, so you know, I think one of the biggest misconceptions about love is that it's not always within us, that it's something that we may be missing or that we're trying to attract or that we are looking for outside of ourselves. And this is one of the, the kind of key points that I try to talk about in the book right off the bat is that we really need to reframe our paradigm of or our perspective on how we look at love and recognize that this energy is actually what we're made of we can't be separate from it it's never outside of us Um, it's never something that can be missing from us we may be unaware of it we may feel disconnected from it but it's really always within us Hmm. so if it's always there why why is it so difficult for us why are we always seeking it say outside of ourselves Yeah, that's a big question. Um, Well, firstly, it's because we don't recognize that it's within us and we Mm -hmm. don't necessarily have the tools to tap into it within our own being. Um, We've been culturally conditioned to think that it's uh, something that we will get through people, places and things on the outside. And uh, I was just having a conversation this morning with a friend of mine about the greatest catalyst for change. And we determined that one of the greatest catalysts for change is pain and that we often have to kind of move through painful experiences to come into positive change. Um, What I have come to find out through my own life and one of the things that I really bring forward in a lot of the personal stories that I offer within the book is that at a certain point, I got really tired of learning through pain. <laughs> and I, I concluded <laughs> that there must be a better way. And that I really wanted to learn through joy and through love. And I kind of went on my own little personal quest to see if this was even possible. 
And what I came to determine was that, in fact, it is possible and it's a much better way of moving through conscious change in our lives. And so a big portion of what I I hope people take away from this book is that, firstly, that recognition that Mm. we don't have to wait for the pain to to initiate change um, or to get us to that broken, open heart place, but that we can there are ways to access our love and use that as the catalyst for change. So talk to us a little bit about how to do that. Uh, What is it that, you know, what are you talked about? We don't have the tools to connect to love. And I, you know, I, I believe in also reading your book that uh, you have some of the tools right here. So uh, what is it? How did, and how does that connect to your, you know, what you have in your book? What is it that you're sharing with us to, to make it happen. Yeah. So uh, every chapter has practices and that's the toolkit. So I, I like to always ground any concept that I'm teaching in um, actual practices that people can walk away with and put into, into implementation in their daily lives. And one, so every chapter has those, there's probably, I don't know, probably 40, 50 practices within the scope of the book. Um, so, but the number one practice, you already mentioned it um, in your introduction, which is meditation. And that's why the subtitle of the book is Meditation in Action, because we think about the practice of seated meditation as this kind of way of going inward, tapping into, as you said, that divine guidance, that highest wisdom, intuition. Um, These are the benefits of seated meditation. Well, I would add to your list and say that one of the number one benefits that I've extracted from meditation is the ability to tap that energy of love that is within my own heart. And so, for instance, I'm married, I have a family, and as families do, they trigger us and they bring up all of our, <laughs> our stuff and our agitation. And um, so if I'm having a challenge or a conflict, say, with my husband or my son, the way that I will first seek to resolve that is to actually check in with my own inner self, my own intuition to see, am I closing my heart? Or am I opening my heart? And that just that check-in alone as a tool is incredibly important and can really make you see how we, in fact, block our own experience of love at any given moment mm. just by that heart opening or closing um, check-in. And then if I recognize mm. that I'm actually closing my heart because I'm afraid or I can't hear you. I wonder what happened there. Oh, gosh. Let's try it with uh, technology. Hello. <laughs> See what we do today. Oh, there you are again. Hang on one second. Um, okay. Okay, I got you back. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't know where we left so off. You can, you, uh, well, you were talking about, the, you know, some of the ways that we can connect into that love. You know, if you're with someone a relative in the family has triggered you. Now you're kind of, um, you have to go back and remember, right, to take that pause. The heart opening and closing, yeah. So checking in to see, is my heart opening or closing in this moment? And so by recognizing that if my heart is closing, that that's taking me away from love, I don't want to make that choice. It doesn't feel good 
to do that. So then I have to step into, well, how can I open my heart again here? How can I practice being more active, loving being in this moment? And what that is, and uh-huh. How would you do that, though? I, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I'm, I'm, things are going through my head. So I'm wondering, how would you, um, say, step back into your heart, be open again? You know, you're in this argument with, uh, I don't know, somebody's triggered you. And like you said, it's very common in families. Um, that uh, and, and it's difficult because once you're triggered, now you've got all these emotions of irritation and anger, um, and it probably pulls up a lot of old things, um, feelings that get triggered and, you know, just all comes out. Now, how do you then go back to open your heart to, to, you know, be in that love? Yeah. What did so, you do? Do you I think certain you, things or say certain things to yourself? Yeah. <laughs> did you, did we record the part about meditation? Because I'm not sure what got cut out or what didn't. Yeah, but no, we, we did. did. <laughs> Where you were talking okay. about meditation. Yes. And, and that, and that okay. was kind of related to it. So. Yeah, so that's really the how, is taking the pause, moving from that external conflict that might be happening and just stepping away from it, literally, physically stepping away from it and sitting down or (laughs) laying down or wherever you need to go to just get quiet and turn your awareness inward rather than outward. The, The most important thing we can do when we're in conflict is take a pause, take a break, and let the emotional wave that's moving through calm down because emotions act like waves. They come in, then they go out, they Mm -hmm. come in, they go out. So if we can just create that pause long enough, then we can elect the behavior, the um, dialogue that we want to be more loving, more seeking of understanding, Mm -hmm. more compassionate, but it really requires the self-discipline and self-control. Yes, and and to take to the self control to go. Okay, I'm gonna, I need to step away now, and I need to take that. Yeah. And so it's actual physical, removing yourself. Yes. And taking that. Break. Yes. Um, would you, and and how does that relate to meditation? Is that uh, do you go meditate, or is there something else about it? Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I actually. <laughs> Oh, gosh, you cut out again. Oh, I wonder why this is happening. That is so odd. Oh, um, now you're back. You, can you hear you're me back. now? Huh. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. All right. So, um, well, we got into the exciting part. It was like, yeah, and you were like, yes. And and then uh, then you cut out. <laughs> we gotta, so, we yeah, must have gremlins in, the... is, <laughs> in fact, is go, I go, I sit down, I quiet my breath, I quiet my mind, I just acknowledge what I'm feeling, but rather than act on it or react on it or from it outwardly, I just sit with it and allow that to quiet for a while. Um, And, you know, we can't expect to go from never doing this to doing it in the heat of an argument. Meditation and practice has to be an ongoing thing. And even if it's just for a few minutes every day, that discipline that we create through regular ongoing practice will be there for us to support us in those moments when we are feeling triggered. And then we go, Oh yeah, I actually, I can get peace if I just go meditate for a little bit. And even Mm -hmm. if you don't get to peace, at least you can get some space. 
And space and, and that pause often can be enough then to make a clearer, better, more loving choice. Ah, okay. There you go. So that, that gets us back to love. Are there other ways that meditation uh, can help us with this love? Yeah, what, what does, you know, what does meditation do to help us be more in love or, yeah. be, or have, the, you know, connect to that energy of love? How does that connect? Yeah. So um, as I was saying, and not sure if it got missed, but um, that in addition to some of the things you mentioned as benefits of meditation, like tuning into your intuition or recognizing your divine self, um, this is how we get to the experience of love within our own being. Some of the most ecstatic experiences of love for me have come in the silent moments of meditation where there's no one else there. There's no story. There's nothing happening. Um, but it's just that I've dropped deeply enough into my heart and into my soul that I feel the love that I am. And so this is a big message of the book is that I know that this is the energy that we are made up of. And meditation is a key practice to get us away from the constant external focus of our lives and into that inner space where we can feel our innate divine loving essence. Mm. You were mentioning that when you were meditating, you actually, you experienced that. So that, that sounds like wonderful benefit. Is it, um, mm-hmm. so, so was it a, was it a, was it an overwhelming feeling for you? Was it, did it surprise yeah, you? Yes. The, the story that I tell in the book about this, it, that particular instance was very overwhelming. It was as oh, though, tell us the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, I had just gone into story. my yoga studio early one day and um, was doing my normal practice of meditation and doing some chanting and, um, I fell into what felt like an absolute river of bliss and love. And this was many, many years ago. And honestly, it's not that that happens for me every day when I meditate. Actually, the daily meditations are fairly quotidian and not um, bliss-inducing. <laughs> but I do have, I have had the experience, and, I, and so I know that's where I'm I'm heading for each day when I sit for my practice and, and at minimum by sitting each day, I do feel more peaceful and I feel less reactive and I'm more apt to elect the pause when I'm in conflict rather than just fly off the handle like I used to. I mean, I, I, I have had a temper. I grew up with a very volatile family. And so that was kind of the model I had for how we do anger. And that's um, not where I want to be. It's not what I feel is beneficial to the relationships that I'm in. So meditation has really helped me to, again, create that pause to step back, to step back into my innermost being where I can elect love as the basis from which I'm choosing or speaking. Mm-hmm. Help me with so, this. I'm, you know, I'm thinking about, I'm sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I was just going to say it's, you know, in some ways it sounds like a simple practice. It's not that simple on a daily basis, but it does become simpler the more we do it. 
And it's about intentionality. So we have to know that we want love to be the lead energy in our life. And we have to really look at, well, do I want that? Do I want love to be leading my life? And if so, how do Mm -hmm. I need to align myself with that? Mm -hmm. Do you think we have trouble uh, knowing what love feels like? I think um, we know what it's like to be infatuated. We know what it's like to, for someone to say, I love you. um, Or maybe, you know, when our mother gives us a hug and, but those are, you know, those are sort of, it's a little not tangible. And so what is it, uh, could you describe to us sort of like if we were to go through all these practices, what would life be like for us (laughs) from a love standpoint? Well, I think any way in which we experience love is beautiful and all it's all a part of that one universal energy, you know, that I described as my definition of love at the beginning. It's the universally mm-hmm. harmonizing and uniting energy. And so anytime we feel that, whether it's through seeing a beautiful flower, you know, and we use the phraseology like, oh, I love that flower. Well, there's a reason why, because it has triggered some little bit of love in our being, um, the recognition of that beauty or the hug from our partner or mother or whoever. Same thing. It's all love. There's just one energy of love, and we experience it in so many different ways. The, the ultimate um, experience of love at its magnified Uh, state is like if you were to take all of those little experiences of love that we get in parts and parcels through our days and our lives and put them all together, it's totally overwhelming. Um, Mm. We can't even Mm -hmm. conceptualize how amazing it feels. So I think everyone knows what love feels like. We've all felt it in some measure. And that source energy of love, we need to continue to move back towards that in every way we can Mm -hmm. because the closer we get to it, the more we feel it and the more amazing life gets. So to answer your question about what would life be like, well, life would be just a a big (laughs) field of of joy. (laughs) Yeah, joy and and happiness. (laughs) Right. And love, life has become so much more joyful for me since I made it my practice to, like the title of the book, breathe love with intention as many times a day as I can remember to do so, to be intentional about that. So mm-hmm. I can just tell you and that I, the joy keeps It sounds awesome. Is it? <laughs> It sounds like it sounds like the ultimate happiness. I think if you were to put, like you said, all the experiences of love we have has throughout our life, and uh, and just you know pile them all on, uh, it's just a tremendous. Uh, it's bliss. It's it's just tremendous happiness, right? And then if we could be, you know, every everything we experience and everything we everywhere we look, it's giving us that joy that feeling of love. I mean, gosh, who would want that? That's a, that just makes me happy thinking about it. <laughs> right. Now, what's going to immediately come up in listeners' minds is, oh, yeah, well, I don't experience love when the person in front of me cuts me off and somebody's really, you know, my spouse is being rude to me and whatever. So we are not right. always met with love out in the world. But we have the choice 
how do we respond? And if we're intentionally choosing to stay aligned with love, then we can continue to feel love in our own being, even if the person in front of us is not presenting us with niceness. It's not as easy and how do you, as if they're no, it's not. presenting us. How do you do that? <laughs> I think actually you mentioned that in your book, you know, the barriers to love is anger and fear. And, uh, you know, I think, I think what happens to us is that we, you know, we're always um, vigilant. We're always like, watch out for this, make sure you do that. And there's always that, you know, I guess push and pull and this is good, that's bad. And then we get into the focusing on the negative so we can maintain or increase the positive, which, you know, we then equate with love and happiness. So, so, and, and to maintain that we have to have to be vigilant of the negative, which, which, you know, becomes fearful. So, so what are, what are some of the best practices in your mind that would help us get back to love in the realm of fear and anger? Well, I think recognizing um, the desire that lies beneath the anger or the fear, and this is discussed at length in the chapter, um, because once we can recognize what our true desire is, and I would venture to say that at the really most foundational level, all of our greatest desire is for love. So if we can remember that and make every choice serve that, then we can stay out of the reactivity that usually comes when we experience anger and fear. Now, this is an ongoing practice. We don't do it once and then get a free pass. It's a a Mm -hmm. moment-by-moment choice, and our meditation practice helps reinforce our ability to do that. So whenever we touch back into source love through our meditation time, then we're that much more apt to remember to choose love when we're experiencing something challenging in our daily mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You speak about in your book, that's interesting, you know, where uh, there's the choices we make when we are acting with other people or responding to things that are happening around us that are not so loving. Um, and one of the chapters in your book, uh, which is a, sort of an interesting perspective, is, is uh, allow yourself to be loved. So what do you mean by that? What do you mean by allowing yourself to be loved? Well, this is a, a really big one because I think even in the presence of love, um, some people don't know how to receive that energy. So whether it's the love of, of the divine coming through in a time of meditation or whether it's the love of a, another person um, moving towards them, if they hold beliefs about themselves that are limiting or judgmental, they, um, they may have some blocks to the reception of, of love um, or the experience of yeah, you- love. And so we have to um, work on that. There's lots of therapeutic tools. Yeah, to you've had an well. interesting story in the, in the book about uh, a woman who I believe was um, very good at giving. Do you remember that story? She and in terms yeah. of the receiving part, was uh, yeah, was a little different. Uh, and yeah, and interestingly, a lot of times givers are actually um, 
trying to get something through their giving. So it's not always selfless. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not many people who are totally selfless um, because we, we all have needs. And so just by having compassion and recognition of those desires and needs that we hold, um, we can come into balance so that our giving and receiving are, are kind of equal in measure. And there, there, that's a circle, the giving and receiving, it kind of goes around. Giving freely and, yeah, yeah, giving freely and receiving freely, right? Without, I, yeah. I think that sounds like what you were saying, and allowing yourself to receive, and 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 receiving doesn't necessarily have to be a service or a gift. It could just be a love, and and I think right. I think that from what I understand you were saying in the book is that it's uh, even recognizing, acknowledging, right, that um, that you are loved and cared about and respected and admired. Right? Yeah, and it's funny, that chapter, I wanted to, I thought about calling it Allow, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was Allow Yourself to Be Loved with a D at the end, but mm-hmm. actually the intention of the chapter is Allow Yourself to Be Love. And it's mm-hmm. that coming into the knowing of ourselves as love that really makes the difference. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that is, that is it. There That's it is again, that word. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're actually at the end of our show. It went so fast. Can you believe that, Jenny? <laughs> I know. Talking about so it. fast. Let's, let's, uh, let's tell everybody where we can, where they can reach you and get your book. Um, I, Jenny's website is, JennyLeeYogaTherapy.com and that's J-E-N-N-I-E-L-E-E YogaTherapy.com Jenny, is there anything else you'd like to let people know about that you have to offer and what what they can find at your your site? Uh, Yeah, no, the book is available. um, So the book is Breathing Love, Meditation in Action. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all kinds of major bookstores across the country. Um, it's also available through through my website, I believe. Um, I have online courses, and I do private sessions. So I work with people all over the world via phone or Skype. If you're interested in exploring your own experience of love and how how to expand that, um, I would love to work with you. So please reach out through the website, yeah, JennyLeeYogaTherapy.com. Thank you, Jenny. And who would who would who would not want more love? I mean, I do. I always, you know, love is wonderful. I want to be happy and feel right. loved and, and be loved. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. Thank you so much for being a guest. It was wonderful as always. Thank to you, talk Lisa. To you. Great to talk Thanks with you as on. well. Happy New Year. <laughs> happy New Year to you. And if you listeners like these podcasts, you can listen to our archives or go through my app, um, Lisa K Radio. And bring them with you anywhere, anytime. Uh, it's, a, it's really it's an awesome app. People really like it. Uh, you can listen uh, to all the shows. And this one, too. This one's going to be recorded and sent out to our archives. So just go to lmk88.com, my website. And there you can also sign up for my newsletter and get weekly tips on how to strengthen your intuition. So go to lmk88.com, and that's where you can find more of our podcasts and other good things on intuition. I'm Lisa Kay, and you've been listening to Between Heaven and Earth, Conscious Living for Your Soul. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.